Come gather round the campfire and hear our ghostly tales of chilling terrors, darkest woes, and anything that goes bump in the night. So cuddle up with your best friend or dare it alone. The darkness is closing in and spirits are calling your name. This is Fireside Phantoms. talking about something a little bit off our regular norm um cults 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 yeah let's talk about cults and i don't mean baby horses i mean brainwashing cults that's right brainwashing cults um so i think you remember a couple weeks ago when i did a story on the phoenix lights oh yeah that's right and we were talking about uh how the big spaceship flew over phoenix and um the cult uh, heaven's gate committed suicide not long after that so I thought it would be fun to do a follow-up story about Heaven's Gate. Um, can kind of talk a little bit about that group of people and, and kind of what they believed in and try to kind of tie it back into the Phoenix Lights. Excellent. All right. You ready Love for it. this? Yeah. Let's go. The Heaven's Gate cult uh, starts as a romance of sorts. Ooh, I it, like romances. It is kind of romantic, but it's a different kind of romance. Um, in 1972, a guy named Marshall Applewhite, a music teacher at the University of St. Thomas, locked eyes with Nurse Bonnie Nettles at a hospital in Houston, Texas. Both were married to other people and had children, but something told them both that they needed to be together. Scandalous. Very scandalous. Already scandalous. Absolutely. They felt a strong connection and believed they had known one another in a past life. Bonnie checked Marshall's astrology chart and saw something in his stars that told her he was meant for bigger things. They started spending more and more time together and a few months later left their spouses and kids and headed off on a road trip that would last a lifetime. They loved to talk about their religious beliefs. Marshall had a Presbyterian background, as he was the son of a Presbyterian minister. Oh, that explains everything. Mm, there you go. And Bonnie was raised in a Baptist home. But Bonnie quickly got into New Age spiritual ideas like astrology, psychics, and the occult. In fact, before she met Marshall, many of the psychics she went to predicted Applewhite would be showing up in her future. They described him as a tall man with a fair complexion, which of course is what Marshall Applewhite looks like. Marshall was a fan of science fiction work, so between their Christian backgrounds, New Age belief systems, and the influence of science fiction works like Star Trek, the two devised their new belief system. How awesome is that? I love that. You just pick out the things you like the best, you mix them all together, and wham, bam, you've got a new religious belief system. I love it. Yeah. Well, I mean, they were definitely soulmates, it sounds like. Yeah. I mean, but I would do that. And I've actually thought I should create it my own religion and start a cult. One of the things the two definitely agreed on was in the book of Revelations. According to the Heaven's Gate entry on Wikipedia, the book of Revelations talks about two witnesses who are, quote-unquote, granted authority to prophecy. They are able to devour their enemies with fire that flows out of their mouths. Ooh. Also, they have the power over the sky and waters and are able to strike the earth with plague. I love that, fire breathers. I know. That's a direct quote from Wikipedia. Marshall and Bonnie decided they were the two witnesses that the Bible was talking about. They believed that one day they would be transported via a spaceship with everyone watching. They referred to this coming event as the demonstration. They decided in 1975 they would begin recruiting others to be followers in their new religion. 
They promised their followers that they would take them to another planet called the Next Level. One of the places they went to to recruit new followers, which is actually the perfect place to recruit people to a cult since we love that shit, was Oregon. Yes! (laughs) I'm glad we're... On the map again. We're on the map again. Always. They came to Waldport, Oregon, which is on the coast, and talked to a relatively large group, roughly 200 hippies, into joining them. At their initial pitch to the Oregonians, they told them that they were uh, millions of years old and were much like their earlier ancestor, Jesus Christ. They said they would be on the earth for 1,260 days to collect souls to go to the next level. From the website Offbeat Oregon, many of the attendees of the first meeting said that they saw, and this is a direct quote, a weird lambent nimbus of light playing above the heads of the glassy-eyed man and woman whom no one seemed to be able to identify or even fully describe. And lambent nimbus means glowing halo. For those of you who are wondering what that is, we looked that up. One audience member claimed he sensed an aura of death in the meeting. Others reported that the two had prophesied that they were marked for death and would soon be returning to the next level, that they would die after delivering their message as John the Baptist and Jesus Christ before them. Nice. And they were okay with that. They were okay with that. People started wondering if all of this might be leading up to some sort of brainwashing-fueled ritual mass suicide. Now, keep in mind that this was several years before the notorious Jonestown incident, so the creepy cult committing mass suicide narrative was a considerably bigger leap for people to make in 1976 than it is for us today, end quote. Yes. The whole thing was a quote from wow. the website. Yeah. So in order to join them, the Oregonians would need to give away their worldly possessions and follow Marshall and Bonnie. They could not drink or eat intoxicating foods or beverage. They would sleep little and have no sex. If they were interested in this lifestyle, then they were asked to come to a second private meeting. Out of the 200 people who attended their initial seminar, about 20 people did join them, selling off their possessions and dropping their children off with friends or family and disappearing. That's terrible. Isn't that terrible? So they had to they had to give up their children. They gave up their kids. This was such a bizarre situation that even CBS Evening News with Walter Cronkite reported on it. <laughs> yeah, it's very bizarre. It is and weird. The thing that bothers me is is just the kids. I, I mean, know. the poor kids. Well, the good news is eventually 18 of the 20 Oregonians did return to their lives in Oregon and with a sorry, my bad, the UFO cult wasn't actually my thing. Apology. However, the last two Oregonians never returned, but were also never found with the Heaven's Gate cult at the end. No one knows where they ended up, but perhaps they joined the Bhagwan Rajneesh cult, which was going to happen about 10 years later. <laughs> right. And that, that you watched the documentary yeah, on I that did, one, I did. I did. I'm so glad you said that because in my notes, I have written down to our audience, check out the Wild Wild Country documentary on Netflix about the Bhagwan Rajneesh cult that was infiltrating Oregon in the mid-1980s. It's pretty fascinating. And I remember when you were watching it, you were like, Carol, it starts off with, like, paradise. I mean, this looks like our kind of place. Yeah, I'm like, I totally would have joined that cult. And my mom was like, Holly, no, that's a sex cult. I go, no, it isn't. They just love each other, Mom. And they're growing their own food. And they all just hang out together. And it's just everyone's equal. And the next episode, they're all having sex. I'm like, all right, so it's a sex cult. Over the years, the group had a variety of names, including the Human Individual Metamorphosis, and eventually, in the late 90s, they started an online business and named it a higher source and were able to create websites for money. So they were filled with tech nerds, which is interesting. I like Um, it. Catchy. Yeah. 
From the Heaven's Gate Wikipedia entry, in the early days, Marshall and Bonnie traveled around the country. They would pick up followers along the way. They amassed around 100 followers and lived on the streets mainly and begged for money and food. Marshall and Bonnie also changed their names to T and Doe. Oh, I thought you were going to say changed it to Bonnie and Clyde. No, but they did change it to T and Doe. And I think you're going to like this, Carol, because it's a nod to the top two notes in the musical scale. <gasps> do, do, re, re, mi, fa, so, la, ti, do. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Marshall, or Doe, as he's now known, believed he was the successor to Jesus and that the alien spirit that had inhabited his body was the same alien spirit that belonged to Jesus' body. T, or Bonnie, was considered to be God the Father. They believed heaven was a planet and Jesus resided there. When Jesus first came to earth 2,000 years before, he decided that people were not ready for the ascent to the next level. Well, they were right on that one. Yeah, and we're still not ready. Uh, they also believed that their bodies were just vehicles and that they could leave their bodies to make it to the next level, but they needed a UFO to get there. As for their followers, Doe and T told them they could not see or communicate with family and friends, except only to send them postcards that were carefully worded. Each postcard said basically the same thing to each family member that they were doing great and making a difference in the world. As time moved on and the promised spaceship did not arrive, the membership in Heaven's Gate would diminish. Then in 1985, another unexpected tragedy struck. Marshall's spiritual partner, Bonnie, passed away from liver cancer. They were spiritual partners. They were not sexual partners because sex was not allowed in the cult. Right. I was going to ask you about that. They were not sexual. Uh, He was at a loss for how to handle this. This was not in the plan. Doe and T were supposed to live forever. However, Doe... Marshall decided to keep going. He kept recruiting members. He even convinced several of the male followers to join him in being castrated as where they were going, sex organs were not needed. Finally, the cult learned that the Hale-Bopp comet was on its way towards Earth. Doe believed that in the tail of the comet was a hidden spaceship in which the group would ascend and travel off to the next level planet. Even an episode in November of 1996 on Coast to Coast AM with radio host the late and great Art Bell talked about a companion object in the shadow of the comet. Um, some have speculated if this contributed to the Heaven's Gates belief system. At this point, the members had no ability to have independent thought. They did everything the same, including getting getting into the master cleanse where they did nothing but drink lemonade, cayenne pepper, and maple syrup for hey, three months at a time. that really works. <laughs> Guys, you got to do that cleanse. I did that. I'm I telling did that. you. I'm telling you. Yeah, works. yeah. It's pretty uh, pretty amazing. But they did this for three months. And I don't oh. think it was intended to do for three Lord. months. Lord. Yeah. Three months in. Okay. I'm. Uh, that's insane. It's insane. In October of 1996, Doe rented a 9,200-square-foot home in Rancho Santa Fe, California, for his fellow believers and himself for $7,000 per month. I believe the money to pay for this was coming from their awesome ability to design websites for the newly emerging Internet. They also purchased alien abduction insurance that would pay a cool $1 million per person for up to 50 people. The policy covered abduction, impregnation, or death by aliens. Impregnation. Impregnation. First of all, I love that you can actually buy alien abduction insurance. That's great. Isn't that great? And secondly, the fact that they bought insurance means that they were not entirely sure about what they were getting themselves into. Um, The group decided that the time had come to make the leap, so to speak, to the next level via the spaceship hiding in the tail of the comet Hale-Bopp. 
Uh, on March 19th through 20th, 1997, Doe made a tape called Doe's Final Exit, explaining the group's decision. He had each of his followers make their own goodbye video as well. Then starting on March 22nd, the group started to commit suicide over a series of three days and in small groups. They consumed phenobarbital that had been stirred into pudding or applesauce with a vodka chaser. Why vodka? I have no idea. Then they placed plastic bags around their heads to ensure suffocation. The first group to do this consisted of 15 people. The next day, another 15. And on the last day, the remaining nine people died. 21 women and 18 men between the ages of 26 and 72. Ironically, a man named Thomas Nichols was among the dead. He was a brother to a woman named Nichelle Nichols, who played Ura in the original Star Trek TV show. Uhura. Yeah, Ahura. What's it, how do you say it? Ahura. Uhura. 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 Okay, there you go. It is believed that Doe was the third to last to die. The last two to die were not found as the others had been, as no one had been left behind to pose their bodies like the others. The tapes that the group had made were sent out to various people, including the BBC, as they had inquired on doing a piece on the group a few weeks before, and to a guy named Rio D'Angelo, who was actually a member of the group. When D'Angelo received the tapes, he and his boss went to the house. He went in through an open door and videotaped what he found. And that, I think, is the video footage you see of all of them laying dead in their right. beds. Yeah, that I can't. I mean, nowadays, I'm not sure they'd even allow that to be seen I'm amazed online. that they didn't confiscate that, you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. So all of the deceased cult members were laying in their beds, many of them bunk beds. They were all dressed in black shirts and sweatpants with armband patches that say Heaven's Gate Away Team, which was a nod to Star Trek. They all had a $5 bill and three rolls of quarters on them. He found them covered in a purple under... I'm sorry. He found Wait, them... Why did they have money? Um... To pay the ferryman? Something like that. I can't... I saw a little bit written about that, but I can't remember. It was something kind of weird like that. I don't remember Casino on board the spaceship? Probably. That's what I'm thinking, because why would you need quarters otherwise? Right? D'Angelo found them covered in purple cloths over their heads and upper body. They were also wearing Nike Decades tennis shoes, which they only had on because they got the shoes in bulk at a good cost. <laughs> so there you go, Nike. It wasn't because you're awesome. Nike just dis- Nike decided to discontinue the shoes, making them a rare collector's item, some fetching as much as $6,000. So after seeing this and making his tape recording, D'Angelo made an anonymous call to the San Diego County Sheriff to ask him to do a wellness check on the home. And that's how they found all the bodies. A few months later, three other former members of Heaven's Gate also committed suicide. On May 6, 1997, a guy named Wayne Cook successfully committed suicide in the same manner as the group. Another man, Chuck Humphrey, was not successful in his attempt, but ultimately killed himself the following February. Another member, James Perky Jr., killed himself on May 11th by a self-inflicted gunshot. There are still at least two members of the group in Phoenix, Arizona, and they maintain the group's website, heavensgate.com. The still-standing Heaven's Gate homepage says, and I quote, If you study the material on this website, you will hopefully understand our joy and what our purpose here on Earth has been. You may even find your boarding pass to leave with us during this brief window. (laughs) So as the story goes, we all know that a few weeks back I did the story on the Phoenix Lights, which happened on March 13th, 1997, which was nine days before the Heaven's Gate cult committed suicide. 
One of the theories regarding the spaceship came out of Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell. A man named Chuck Shramick took a photo of the Hale-Bopp comet, and in the photo, there appeared to be something close by the comet in the sky. When this photo was discussed on Coast to Coast AM in November of 1996, a person named Courtney Brown from the Farsight Institute, Carol, which is a remote viewing nonprofit research institute, how fucking cool is that, suggested that the object was an alien spaceship. Shramick in particular got some blowback from this because Heaven's Gate committed suicide all in an attempt to get to the spaceship camouflaged by Hale-Bopp. Isn't that interesting? There's an actual nonprofit remote viewing institute out there. I didn't even know that. From the website Medium, um, there's a great article that was written about the connection between Heaven's Gate, the Phoenix Lights, and the disappearance of an Air Force pilot in the Southwest United States. So Ron Patton from the Ground Zero Media put a story on his website that in May 2016 called The Invasion of 97, in which he states, and I quote, NORAD went DEFCON 2 on the evening of March 13, 1997, which is the night of Phoenix Lights, after an Air Force MISTI-3 satellite covering North America was disabled and had its batteries drained as a space-borne object was observed passing over the satellite. The mysterious object was also accompanied by a gamma-ray burst detected by the Hubble Space Telescope. So that begs the question, perhaps there was a spaceship up there floating around, and perhaps it was tied to the Phoenix Lights, and perhaps it is even the same ship. Will we ever know? No. But perhaps the Heaven's Gate cult made it. (laughs) There is also a conspiracy theory that basically says that the Heaven's Gate cult suicide was a PSYOP attempt to draw attention away from the Phoenix Lights. And in fact, there were three members of Heaven's Gate that worked for ADG, which was the advanced development group that developed computer instructions for the Army. Wow. ADG was connected to the 1st Earth Battalion, a PSYOP group that was tasked with handling ET alien events, telepathy, remote viewing, and ESP. It is also the military group that the movie Men Who Stare at Goats is based off of. The 1st Earth Battalion was later named the Jedi Project, which is a much cooler name if you ask me. These PSYOP groups are experts at spreading disinformation. Perhaps the members of Heaven's Gate were part of a bigger cover-up to draw everyone's interest away from the Phoenix Lights. Perhaps the suicides were staged. Perhaps the group members were murdered. Though highly doubtful since they did make those goodbye videos. Perhaps they did indeed make it to the spaceship after all. Perhaps the spaceship was actually here to pick them up. Who knows? Well, I mean, if you believe the theory that we've already colonized Mars, I mean, some conspiracy theorists think that, then maybe it was a government project where they just beamed them up to Mars. They just, the spaceship came down, took them away. Maybe. But I don't understand what castration has to do with all that. (laughs) That kind of blows the theory out of the water. You need to let this go. You need to let it go. Castration happened like six, seven minutes ago. (laughs) Yeah, I'm still shook up about it. Okay. Well, I'm going to end with this last paragraph, and then we can talk more about castration. Another website called Crystal Links had this to say. I like Crystal Links. Do you like Crystal Links? I do. It's a good resource. I I like Crystal Links. Yeah, yeah. Shout out. Stumbled Crystal Links. I just stumbled across it in my research. I'm like, this is a cool website. It is. Save. Okay. For a few months prior to their deaths, three members, and they, they, this is really weird. They added, they added um, ODY to the end of all of their names. So three members, Thurston Audi, Sylvie Audi, and Elaine Audi, worked for Advanced Development Group, 
which is now known as the Mantec Advanced Development Group, a small San Diego-based company that developed computer-based instruction for the U.S. Army. Although they were polite and friendly in a reserved way, they tended to keep to themselves. When they quit working for ADG, they told their supervisor that they had completed their mission. A few weeks later, they were dead. You know, these days, it's kind of hard to get a definitive answer for what qualifies as a cult. There's a lot of things out there right now that can be considered cults, in my opinion. Right. Some would argue any group or organization that has fringe beliefs, a leader who thinks they're omnipotent, and who creates a false sense of fear or has strict rules can be labeled as a cult. And usually there's a financial element of pressure on the members to give money and possibly give up people or things that the leader dislikes. You know, it sounds like most gym memberships would qualify. (laughs) Some cult leaders are hidden by their influence. Is only You only realize that they're a cult when you're in the upper echelons of the group. And that's when they tell you? By the way, that's this is a cult. Yeah, by the way, get here. We own you. This is the secret. You handshake. can never leave. We've decided to trust you with this information. This is Don't the thirty third degree, <laughs> and you have made it. Awesome. Your life is ours. In some cults, the leader or leaders try to hide their real motives from the rest of the organization. So many cults start out just being a religious church who, at first glance, seem harmless. Take, for example, the Church of Happy Science, (laughs) founded in 1986 by Raihu Okawa, who was formerly a day trader before the afternoon of March 23, 1981. He was only 24 years old and claimed that he received an inspired message during meditation telling him that he was the reincarnated spirit of Buddha and a god known as the singer, or in Spanish, the El Cantare. I get those messages all the time, and I don't act on them. I mean, I'm constantly being told by higher intelligences that I am special and a god. Well, you're missing out. I told you earlier I want to start a cult, and I think maybe it's my calling. I think maybe you should look into that more. I think there's um, a group for you, Holly, but I can't promise I'll be a member. I think you will be a member. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now we're getting serious here. Yeah. How dare you say that? Well, in his first lecture overseas... Okawa stated that the El Cantare is the being whom Jesus Christ called Father. So basically, he is stating that he is superior to Jesus. Hmm. And at this point, when I read that, I was really amazed because Okawa is from Japan. So it's interesting. He would embrace the idea of being a god who wears a sombrero hat and sings in Spanish. (laughs) That's cultural appropriation, isn't it? Yeah, well, but as I kept reading, it actually turns out Okawa thinks El Cantare is also an alien from Venus who, after a volcano blew up on his planet, chose to incarnate as a man down on Earth to help create a utopian society. It just sounds like he's confused about who he is. It sounds like a hodgepodge of religions, doesn't it? Just kind of like what Heaven's Gate was. I really like Mexico, but I'm also from Venus, and I don't know where I belong. Kind of. Maybe split multiple personality syndrome. He can't pick a culture, so he just puts them all together, which is just like a cult. (sighs) I love it. Wow. So happy science teaches that the aliens were involved in human history and, as some specific examples, helped to protect the Incas from being all massacred from another alien race, and they were also responsible for protecting Atlantis from being attacked by an evil alien race. But afterwards, though, they could not help it from sinking into the ocean. 
His wife also was supposedly the reborn Aphrodite and Bodhisattva, the god of wisdom and intellect. Nice. Thank you. Good job. But somehow she angered Lord El Cantare, and so he divorced her and remarried a new woman whom he claims is the goddess Gaia. And you can also go on to Gaia.com for a lot more interesting content. And Gaia.com, please call us and give us money. Okay. Yeah, thank you, Holly, for that advertisement. I love Gaia. Gaia. Shout out. Gaia. At first glance, the teachings are woo-woo crazy, but their reading materials promote moral virtues that I would think a lot of people initially would be attracted to, like the principle of love, the principle of self-reflection, the principle of prayer. Just their name alone invokes a smile to my face. And of course, aliens, you gotta love it. They advertise themselves as teaching the truth and principles that bring people true happiness and will open the path to a new and better era. Okawa's teachings incorporate all truths discovered by enlightened humans that have become shining beacons of light throughout human history and through these messages create new guiding principles or rules necessary for contemporary society to live in peace, harmony, and prosperity. Did they give an example of who some of these beings as shining light humans are? Uh, probably, but I haven't read all their materials yet. Oh, okay. So Just curious. The church also owns film studios a publishing company because Okawa was listed as breaking a record for the most books written ever by one person, totaling over 1,800, and more being published monthly. However, most of these books are just transcripts of his many lectures. Well, what's so bad about believing these things, you may ask, Holly? I mean, nobody knows for sure that aliens weren't involved in the world's history. Look, we have a whole channel dedicated on this topic of ancient aliens, yeah, right? Woohoo! I believe it. I believe it all of it. But the scary part may be that this leader thinks he is the only truth out there, and only by listening to his teachings can members achieve enlightenment. We have heard this before, right? Sun Myung Moon, Joseph Smith, L. Ron Hubbard, and Marshall Applewhite. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Jesus. That's what I thought I was going to say, too. Thank God you didn't say Jesus, Holly. What's my line? Good job. (laughs) So, yeah, this is a big red flag. Also, it seems that they are involved in politics. And that, my friend, is not a good mix. They specifically promote candidates from their church and have formed a political group called the Happiness Realization Party. But the Happy Science followers now have over 12 million members in 50 countries worldwide. The Japan Times reported that Okawa was involved in the occult practice of channeling spirits even before he started the church. He even claims to channel political leaders who are still alive, like Justin Trudeau, Katy Perry, and Obama. <laughs> I didn't know Katy Perry was... Katy Perry's a political figure? She is, I guess. (laughs) And and some of the most interesting readings came from alien entities, Edgar Cayce and Zeus, Walt Disney, and even the deceased Prime Minister Margaret Thatcher, who claimed Brexit would never happen. So that was a total misprediction. He predicts that Martin Luther will be reincarnated as a Japanese schoolteacher. And Okawa, in a speech given at a political rally back in 1991, stated that Japan is meant to destroy the United States and also the Soviet Union. But just as a backup plan, the U.S. is also destined to sink into the ocean like Atlantis. He also stated that China would become a slave and Korea would become a prostitute. Nice. (laughs) How does a whole country become a prostitute? (laughs) I don't think he's getting many recruits from Korea. Let's just put it that way. He's already been proven wrong many times. That's right. And some of his teachings state 
that there is a secret space alliance who have alien representatives worldwide that help negotiate between all the alien races and leaders of Earth. I think that's probably true. Happy Science also believes that everyone reincarnates. Yay, we get a do-over. He may be pulling out parts of truth and then parts of just wacko stuff. Yeah. Which is how a lot of cults are. Another belief of this group is that there are nine dimensions or levels of heaven. On some of these levels, you will find witches. Yay! Talking trees. Sweet! Cows, yes. which explains all the cow abductions over the years. Yep, that makes sense. And from the fourth dimension on up is inhabited by higher thought forms. So and hell is on the fourth and angels are on the fifth. So angels are only just one step above hell. Apparently on the ninth level is all the grand masters of all the religions. You will find Jesus, Moses, Confucius, Buddha, Plato, I guess. Hmm. But... um. Curiously missing is the prophet Muhammad. He's only found on the eighth dimension. What Snap. About, <laughs> what about Gandhi? Where's he? Oh, we, he didn't even mention Gandhi. So there's an interesting story about a reporter named Go from SoraNews24.com. And he wrote an editorial about having an experience with this group back when he was only 15 years old. He was given a ticket by his mom to a happy science lecture at the Tokyo Dome in 1994. She couldn't attend but asked Go to check it out for her since she knew her son liked innovative ideas from up-and-coming leaders. According to this reporter, Go, he remembered that the venue was packed and it was supposedly aired live to around 9 million people. He said it was very theatrical and there was a pre-show with lights and dancers, but it gets even better. He said when the lights dimmed, there were clouds of smoke that formed on the floor of the stadium. And he said that the next thing he saw was this giant dragon coming out on stage with Okawa, or El Contare, the leader of Happy Science, riding on the dragon's head. Awesome. Yeah, that's the way to go in style. I would, I would definitely join. There's yeah. no question. Well, he said that the people around him seemed extremely emotional at the sight of their leader, and some were sobbing audibly with tears streaming down their faces. So, He's on a dragon. How could you not? Well, and he must be a very charismatic guy, too. Better not so tell cool. him about the mother of dragons. She met a terrible end. <laughs> yeah. Hubris is the downfall of man. That's right. So this reporter remembered just really odd subjects being discussed at the event, like evil demons in Japan, hair nudes, which was turning Japan into a hell of carnal desire. What's hair nudes? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. So hair <laughs> nudes are Japanese slang for pornography, which shows women naked from the waist down. Apparently, upper nudity or little boob action is okay with happy science. But hair nudes, so pubic hair. We're seeing pubic hair. They don't call it that. They, they don't use that They call it hair word. nudes. They just call it hair <laughs> nudes. And they, They're not as crass as I am. Yeah, they, um, they say that's off limits, but... But upper nudity is is just fine, you know. The leader also called out evil cults by name like Om, who believed cell phones were a form of mind control. And for those listeners who don't recognize this name, Om Shinrikyo was the leader of another Japanese religious cult. But back in 1994, Om had not shown its dark side to the world and was thought by many to be an offshoot of Buddhism, two years before the founding of Happy Science, and had also become a widely known religious movement. It was a doomsday cult whose leader also was said to commune with spirits and predicted that the U.S. would attack Japan and start the end of the world, but his group would survive it 
and usher in a new era of peace. Like Happy Science, it also founded a political party in 1989. So for our listeners who are making these connections to this Om cult, it's very eerie. In 1995, Om devised a plot to take over the government and attacked a crowded subway in Tokyo, releasing sarin gas that killed 12 people and injured 5,000 others. Okawa had felt this religious organization was a threat to the world, and this was preached before the sarin attack happened. The Unity Church was also called out in anger in this speech as an evil church, saying that at one time they had similar beliefs to the Happy Science Church. But Okawa said, the people who can't tell the differences between the two churches' beliefs aren't around anymore. And Go said at 15 years old, he was confused by that statement, thinking it just meant they aren't enemies anymore. But of course, we know this statement might mean something more sinister. There's a lot of mistrust around happy science in part because it is growing so fast. They also seem to have much influence in grooming young people whose values are still being formed. Reaching out in pop culture, Happy Mm. Science has several teen idol groups, mainly comprised of female members, and one group is called Anjul, and Happy Science has produced several videos where you can actually go on a virtual date with these girls. (laughs) In one video, a member of the group has you tour her high school and finds a secluded spot to profess her love for you, asking you to accompany her for a science-happy lecture or meeting where angels and aliens will also be attending. Happy Science started also a university teaching their principles in 2015, and like the Om Cult, produced an anime series in 1997. So in some respects, you can't deny the similarities to the Om Cult. There was a discussion on Reddit from a member of Happy Science asking why people would be concerned that this religion was a cult. She said the organization accepts everyone who believes and there is no ethnic favoritism. She also mentioned every member is free to leave and the organization has no hidden secret teachings. The member also claimed there have been miracles and someone commented, yeah, it's like Scientology, but on antidepressants. (laughs) so there's a recruitment video on youtube holly that you can watch it's called the laws of the sun oh and other than free materials given out or books sold on amazon there is no real pressure to join and membership is pretty easy just filling out a simple form on their website and at what level you would like to be in the organization Mm. yeah we will put the link for those who want to check it out it seems (laughs) harmless right but it how, much, can't, how much is it? <laughs> <laughs> that's the real question. It can't be denied, though, that their whole belief system is based on trusting their leader at his word. Also, the amount of money they are receiving from their members every year is staggering in the millions. And yet when confronted on their lack of substantial giving to charities, which, by the way, they say is a main goal of theirs on the website, the members say... Yeah, we definitely haven't done as well as we would like in this area, stressing that the goal had been to grow and invest in the organization before it would then ramp up its charity program. Okay, that's plausible. But yet there are others who say this group is being unfairly labeled as a cult because of their extreme conservative values and pushing candidates who will align with their national pride in Japan's success as a world leader. The happy people would argue that Japan shouldn't be without their own army. And El Cantare is wanting to promote a population growth in Japan to 300 million people in an effort to make it the number one economic power. 
The leader of the Happies, I call him the Happies, said he has a right to heed the warnings of those messages he receives from spirits who know the future and claims that the guardian spirit of Kim Jong-un had warned him back in 2009 of Kim's plan to nuke Tokyo's imperial palace with the help of China. But these claims, again, can't be refuted by his members because Okawa always states he gets them directly from the divine source. In general, though, the ideas of electing a political candidate who is from happy science has not gained much support from the Japanese. A majority of Japanese people feel that they have the best protection in the world with the strength of the U.S. military protecting them. And it is hard for any religious party to gain a political footing nowadays because of the distrust based in part on the former Om cult. Om's members became outraged when its doomsday science and politics were rejected by the voters in 1990. But the worry is what will happen over time if the happy science group don't realize their political objectives. Other news. The happy science... <laughs> I'm sorry. Other news. <laughs> now, other news. The happy science leader believes they can delve into curing diseases and illness. His latest is that Okawa believes he has a cure for COVID-19. Hmm. Okawa has composed a piece of music called The Thunder, specifically for repelling the virus. He believes that the art of healing is to harness a higher vibration and frequency that is not compatible with the vibration and frequency of the virus, keeping it from harming the individual. I love it. So this theory is nothing new, right? As many alternative therapies already embrace this idea of energy and frequency mm -hmm. transforming yep. our health and mental state. Right. So I'm not scared of it. So when I saw the Thunder track listed on iTunes for only $1.29, I had to buy it. <laughs> so Josh... Can you play us just a tiny bit, will you? Thank you. It is eight minutes and 15 seconds long. Honestly, it sounds haunting, doesn't it? It's amazing this piece is, is going to kill out the virus. So after we listen to it, then we don't have to worry about COVID anymore. That's right. So hope everyone feels happy and healthy now from listening to this. But don't join any cult that believes their leader is all supreme or rides a dragon. Because remember, dragons eat people. We must not feed the dragons. Did Harry Potter ride a dragon? No, he did not. Are you sure? I don't think so. Oh, wait, he did. Well, Say that again. Um, we, <laughs> I can't remember what I fucking said. Did you just check your watch? Oh, shit. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> I am 30 seconds in, Okay, Carol. I'm taking off my iWatch. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Stop being rude and pay attention to my fucking story. Okay. <laughs> and head... For fuck's sake, and headed off on a road trip that would last a lifetime. My goddamn screensaver just clicked on. Ugh. I feel like you're going a little fast. Am I? It's because I'm trying to catch yeah. up. <laughs> like, so this is like a blowjob situation. Basically, yes. Yeah. You want to be. Well, like Carol, she seems on. to have it down. Oh, yeah. Good grip, too. You're going to have a hell of a time editing this. Yeah. Okay. Poor Robin. She has to like probably listen to this. She's probably like, it. you know what? I don't want you talking to those women anymore. Yeah. They're <laughs> dirty. Dirty women. It's really inappropriate. Ooh, I like your screensaver Thank though. Thank you. So pretty. <laughs> screensaver. What is that of? Like, is that is that a geyser? 
It, uh, it's a fox. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they have a really great vocabulary, they're not going to understand what those words well, mean. Well, I, I don't understand what they mean, and I'm using them. <laughs> <laughs> Are there monkeys? Were there monkeys? No. Remember, I told you there were no monkeys. No, you didn't tell me. You just said... You told me you didn't want to watch it because of the monkeys, and I said there was right. no monkeys. But is there monkeys on the cult? You know, where it was a sex cult? Did they bring monkeys No, in? there there were no monkeys. <laughs> and I think it's just always there in the back of my mind. And I think I learned about sex that way. <laughs> you so you're talking about PTSD. Watching, watching at the zoo. Wow. I don't like zoos that much Mommy, either. what is that monkey doing to that other monkey? Well, uh, I went to the zoo uh, quite a few years ago up here with my when my mom came to visit. And my sister and I and my mom got to watch an elephant fuck a monster truck tire. That what? Was pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> we got to cut all that out. But we're getting to know me really well. Yeah. Yeah. And we have it all on tape. So and we're not going to use any of it. We're going to use it all. None okay. of it. None of it. Josh will give it to whoever pays him the most money. They consumed a phenobarbitual that had been stirred into pudding or applesauce. Is it phenobarbital? Yes. Phenobarbital. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of hard to get a definite, a definitive. Uh, yeah. Go. Yeah. How's it feel? How's it, it fucking, fucking feel? feels terrible. <laughs> Big thoughts, connecting dots. And bohisavdva. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> It's above the waist that is more pretty. We than... have nothing hanging down. I know. There's nothing to look at. There's no bells are ringing. There's plenty to look at. <laughs> <laughs> As the flames die down, do remain undaunted. Though all hitchhikers are ghosts and all dolls are definitely haunted. guys be sure to follow us on instagram our handle is at fireside phantoms if you have a spooky story you would like to share with us send it to firesidephantoms at gmail.com and you may hear it on a future episode